Well, hey, good morning, and uh, I want to welcome you as well, to, uh, and so glad to have you here with us uh, this morning as we gather in the name of Jesus, as we do uh, every weekend, to be reminded of who God is and who we are and what God may be calling us into. I'm, I'm glad that you're watching, uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or on our website, whether you're in your car or in your living room or in your family room, uh, wherever you may be watching or streaming this, I hope that this is an encouragement to you. Uh, maybe you're watching and, and you're just checking out our church and, and you're new to the Crossroads church family. Well, uh, my name is Brian Robertson and I'm glad that you're watching. I'm glad that you're streaming this morning. I hope that this morning is an encouragement to you. Uh, wherever you are this morning, I, I hope to encourage us in our apprenticeship to Jesus, that we would take greater strides to follow after Jesus with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, I was talking to some of our elders earlier this week and some of our staff and I was just mentioning how weird it is that uh, that I'm in this room uh, in the worship center where we gather all, every weekend almost every Sunday that that we gather together in this room but I'm I'm kind of in this room by myself there's there's a few people here running the sound and the camera but mostly it's an empty room and and you that you're normally here well you're in your living room or you're in your car or, or you're someplace else streaming it and it just kind of seems Seems weird because I can still see you. In my mind's eye, if I imagine it, I, I can still see the room and it's full of chairs and there all you are. You're, you're sitting there and, and we're engaging in this thing we do from week to week that we read scripture together and we pray together and, and we encourage one another. And I can still see you in my mind's eye. You're still sitting in your creature of habit seats where you always sit from week to week. Bonnie Oatman, you're sitting right here, right in the front. I can see you. You're right there on the aisle in the second row in the middle there. Rusty Stephanie, you're a few rows behind her, but you're right on the aisle like you're always right on the aisle. And, and right over here on my right, whether Christian and Caleb Breedlove, you're, you're right there. And uh, right next to you and Matt and Amber, you're sitting there as well. And after making coffee out in the, in the hospitality area, Helsers, you've kind of snuck your way into the back row back over here. And if I look over here on this side, Craig and... And Deb Workman, well, you're, you're right over there sitting next to you as Miss Linda who's sitting right next to you as, as always. And coming up a little closer, Craig and Anna, you're right over here on my left like you always are, sitting right there. If I scan back around to this side of the room about halfway up on the aisle, well, that's, that's Mike and Elizabeth sitting right there. And, and right next to them, as always, is Ben and Teresa. And then at the end of their row is Michael and Jackie Lawrence just sitting in their normal seats like you always do. Back here in the middle, Charlie and Janice, second row like you're always, and right behind you is Mel and Terry, and uh, right behind you guys are the Mooney clan, the whole clan taking up the whole row right there, and a few rows behind you are Tim and Cheryl, and right next to Mike and Lisa as you always are sitting, and then back on the corner back here, well that's Sean and Whitney over on my left, and Todd and Jennifer, you're sitting here in the back, always in the back row, always, always, and somewhere in here, somewhere in here is Sharon Hooker, still trying to find her her seat after a long meet and greet. She's the last one meeting and greeting and shaking the hands of somebody and finding our, our ways. I can go on and on. I can tell you I see you and I, and I think of you. And I could go on for a while, but I've got, I've got a sermon to get to, so let's, let's kind of jump into it. But I want you to know, I want you to know that I miss seeing you. I miss seeing you here and gathered in this place. I, I look forward to the time when we can be physically in the same room again, that we could hug each other and give each other high fives and we could see each other and 
and share a good cup of coffee and a donut and a, and a banana. I look forward to gathering together in the name of God to, to be with His people, to declare His goodness and His praise. I miss seeing you. I miss seeing you. Well, maybe in your mind's eye, you can see yourself in this place, that you know where you're normally sitting, and you can maybe even see the people that you normally sit near. Maybe in your mind's eye, you can see the person that's sitting right in front of you, as they always sit right in front of you. You're right behind you, or right beside you. And, and you know what would be a good thing today, as you always do on any other given Sunday, is would you reach out to that person? Maybe make a phone call to them, or or text them, or, or somehow let them know that you are here and that you are uh, connecting with them. And any, every, other, every other Sunday we gather and, and you would say hello and you would greet them and you would uh, find out what's going on in their life. Maybe today is a day that you could do that as well. Just reach out to somebody. See how they're doing. Check, out, check in on them. See how things are going on. And for those of you that are just streaming this and maybe you're newer to the church family, I pray that when we're able to gather together again and, and you're in Lima, Ohio or the Lima, Allen County area, well, that you would feel welcome to come and join us and you would find that we're a welcoming family and you would find a place to belong here. I invite you to come. When we are able to gather again, I invite you to come. Well, as I said earlier, we're in the middle of our Lenten series. We're seeking to grow in the grace of Jesus where we experience more of His power at work in our life and and our hope is throughout these discussions over these past few weeks is that we will learn to live by faith that we would learn to trust and believe that jesus and his ways lead to eternal life that we would actually begin to orient our life and shape our life around the teachings of jesus and that we would grow in our life with him this morning i want to focus our attention on the grace of hearing from god as Pastor Jake was mentioning earlier, that God has been speaking. God has been speaking from the very foundation of the world, and it's grace. Whenever He speaks, it's by His grace. We don't manufacture it. We can't make Him speak. We can't make Him do what we want to do. He speaks when and how and where He desires. It's always by His grace. But we need to learn to skillfully listen to the voice and to hear from God, especially in times that we're facing today, to grow in the grace of hearing from God. There's a wonderful story in the Older Testament uh, speaking of the power of listening to the voice of God. It's found in 1 Kings uh, chapter 19. The prophet Elijah had been worn down by the difficulties that he had faced and all the things that were in front of him and kind of worn down. It felt like he was lost. He had, he had nowhere to turn. So he goes up to Mount Horeb and he, he finds a, a cave there and he hides out in a cave. And by God's grace, he hears God's voice. God comes to Elijah on the mountain and he speaks to him in his grace. There's The scriptures describe a violent wind that comes by, but but God is not in the wind. And after the wind, there's this earthquake that rattles the whole place, but, but God's not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire comes, but, but God's not in the fire either. And, and after all of these comes the voice of a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. Elijah hears the whisper and he comes out of the cave and he meets God there. And he hears and he encounters the grace of hearing from the Almighty God. 
See, Elijah was in the place where he needed to be sustained by God. He, he needed to hear from God. He needed to be strengthened by God. So he went to the place where he knew he would meet God. He went to the place where he knew that he would have a chance of, of getting an encounter with God. And when he went to that place, he quieted himself long enough to listen. To listen. He needed to be sustained. He needed to be encouraged. He needed to be filled by God. So he went to a place where he knew he would have a chance of, to encounter God. And then he did the harder thing of quieting himself to listen. To listen. Well, if you and I, if we grow in a, with a desire to have a life with God, then we need to go to a place where we can meet God. We need to go to the place where we can hear from Him, but then we need to quiet the noise around us. We need to quiet the, the noise and the static around us and skillfully listen for the voice of God that He wants to speak. And, and all of us can do this. Whether we've been following Jesus for five minutes or, or for 50 years, whether we're younger or we're older, all of us can learn to skillfully listen, to quiet the noise around us and to listen to the voice of God, to encourage us, to sustain us, to breathe life into us. And there's good news for us. For God is a God who speaks. God is a God who desires to be known by us. Jesus tells us that if we seek God, then we will find Him when we, when we seek Him with all of our hearts. And that His grace will meet us where we are, and He will speak to us. But we need to be quiet enough to listen. And there are different ways that we can hear the voice of God. There's different ways that God speaks. He speaks to just the creation around that we can see His handiwork. Psalm 19 reminds us that the heavens declare the glory of God. So creation around us speaks of God's glory about who God is. We can see and hear from God through supernatural experiences where things of the natural world don't explain everything. We we can hear God speak through the words of another believer where they speak to us in a timely phone call or a, a, right, night, a, a right time email or a text message that is sent to us. Or even the nudging in our heart and our consciousness, just, just kind of the inner voice that God could be speaking to us even there. And, and perhaps you have experienced that in one or more of those ways when you're walking with the Lord that God has spoken to you in maybe more of one or more of those ways. But this morning, I want to concentrate our time in learning to how to skillfully listen to the voice of God and hear from God when we come to the Scriptures. When we look at, to hear from God from the Holy Scriptures, from the Bible itself. More than just a book, the Bible is living and it's active. God can speak to us through it. He can reveal Himself to us. So he can reveal who we are and speak truth about who we are in our actual circumstances. And then He can lead us to an abundant, life-giving life in God's good, eternal world. Listen to the writer of Hebrews when he writes this in, in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. 
See, growing in our spiritual life will require a lifelong immersion in the Word of God, in the Bible, to repeatedly come back to Scripture, to listen and to learn to listen skillfully and to adjust our life accordingly, to adjust our life to the teachings and what God describes in the Bible. See, the Word of God is not just intended to teach us about right living, a, a how to live and how to do the right things. It's intended to reform or transform our very lives, to bring attention to the areas of our life that need God's transformational work and His grace in our life, to point out areas that we need God's grace and to lead us to life eternal in His good kingdom. So friends, a growing life with God will entail both study and meditation of God's Word, where we repeatedly come back to the Scriptures and we learn to skillfully listen to them. To listen to them. For God is speaking to us if we have the ears to hear and the hearts that are able to respond. And for that, I just simply want to encourage us over these next few weeks to be intentional in learning to skillfully listen to the Word of God, that it would speak to you and shape and mold you along kingdom way. And the first aspect is to learn to study God's Word. That we need to learn to study it. It's been said that when we read it, it kind of gives us the breadth, but when we study it, it gives us the depth. If we're going to study the Word, then we need to dig down deep into the Word of what it means and what it can mean for us personally and, and in this day and age. And there's a few things that we need to know if we're going to grow in our understanding to skillfully listen to the Word of God. We need to learn to ask good questions of the text. We need to learn to ask good questions of the Scriptures. In a formational group that I'm a part of, we've been learning how to ask good questions of the text that we're studying. Questions of then and there kind of questions where you try to answer, what does this text really mean to the original hearers? What did it mean to them? And then there are questions of here and now. What does this text really mean to us? How do we apply that in, in our current context, in the current community? If we are doing that with the Hebrews passage I read for you earlier, the Hebrews chapter 4 passage, you ask questions of then and there, like what is the Word of God, when it says that the Word of God is living and active, what does that mean? What does the Word of God refer to? For the original hearers, what did it mean to them? What would it mean that it judges the attitudes and the hearts of people? What did it mean then? And then asking here and now questions, what does it look like for the Word of God to confront me? To, to judge my attitudes and, and my behaviors? To, to confront my attitude and my actions? And how are my actions contrary to the direction of the Word of God? We study by asking really good questions of the text. We don't just simply read the text. We, we engage in the text by asking really good questions. Well, in addition to asking good questions, you need to learn to read the Bible in conversation with itself. Uh, read the Bible in conversation with itself. It's a really good idea to get a picture of the, of the big picture of that book, uh, especially just think about Hebrews we were looking at. Just before we jump into Hebrews Chapter 4, it'd be a good idea for us to read the entire book of Hebrews. What was the writer trying to get at? What's the overall theme of that book? It might give us some insight to what Hebrews 4 and those specific verses, what that might mean. How does it, and why are we directed to live holy and pleasing lives? So a study of God's Word would ask good questions 
it would ask and read it in conversation in the context within itself. But there's a third thing. If we're going to study the Scriptures well, we're going to read it in conversation with others. With others. As I've talked with some people, this notion of studying the Scriptures can, can seem kind of intimidating. We don't know the right questions to ask. We don't have a lot of biblical knowledge. We don't have extended study already in the Bible. So it can be really intimidated to, to grab a piece of the Scriptures and just to kind of try to dive in deep. And this is where the grace of community comes and meets us. That, that we come in community to the Scriptures. That we, we read it in conversations with other people. Cultivating an understanding of Scripture has always been done in conversations with other believers where we ask each other, what do you see here? What is the Word of God speaking to you here? So it's important to study God's Word and to do it in community, to find ways to ask questions with one another that we can learn together. Remember that the the Scriptures, the Word of God, is intended to reform or transform our lives, to bring attention to areas of our life that need God's transforming, transforming grace in our life. And so we don't do it individually. We don't do it by ourselves. We study it with others. And we ask, what is, what is it that you're seeing in those scriptures here? Ask good questions. Read it in conversation with itself, but then read it in conversation with others. We need to routinely come back and listen skillfully to the scriptures. And we can hear from God. And He can speak to us, especially in the days that we face today. But not only do we need to study God's Word, we need to learn to meditate on it. and Meditate on it day and night. We're told over and over in the Scriptures that we are to meditate on God's Word. God instructs Joshua, in fact, in the Old Testament, to not let the, the book of the law to depart from his mind or depart from his lips, that he was to, to meditate on it day and night so he'd be able to carefully act according to what God desires to to continue his life in accordance to what the scriptures have for him to do in fact over 50 times in the older testament 50 times in the older testament alone we're instructed to meditate on the word of god and by meditation the scripture is not talking about eastern philosophy of meditation where you just empty your mind and and don't think of anything else just empty yourself and and to go into this nothingness but rather scripture is talking about a concentrated thought to mull over or to think about that thought and to keep it in the front of your mind for a sustained period of time. Meditating on Scriptures means we slow down enough to process what we're learning and what we feel like God may be saying to us in the Scriptures and to keep it in the front of our mind for a period of time. The Apostle Paul picks up on this notion of meditation. He instructs the early Christians to engage in the transformation of the and transformation of the renewing of our mind. In Romans chapter 12, he tells us to renew our minds in our transformation. And he instructs us to be to be transformed by thinking about things that are are good and, and praiseworthy. In fact, this is how he says it in Philippians chapter 4. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. See, our minds, our minds have been designed to hold on to things. 
And what we hold on to will form and shape how we live and how we act and how we move. This is why it's so important for us to hold on to things of God, to hold on to things that are true and praiseworthy and and just and righteous and holy, the things of God, to concentrate our thoughts on Scripture, on the truth that we see in the Scriptures throughout our day, especially in the days that we find ourselves in today where we are bombarded with messages all over the place. It's important for us to meditate on the truth that we see in Scripture, to keep it on the forefront of our mind. For what we hold on to will shape us and will form us. And over these next few weeks, I want us to learn to skillfully listen to the Word of God and to meditate on it and to allow it to seep into our hearts, to, to, the, to allow the words of Scripture to be louder than the words of our social media feeds or the news feeds or the various other voices in our life, that the truth of Scripture, we'd come back again and hear from God to speak to us from the Word of God Himself. That we would grow in the grace of hearing God. And we would align our life to what we hear from God. And may we find the Word of God, the, the Scriptures itself, may we find it to be powerful. May we find it to be truthful about our situation, about who we are, about who God is, and what He's calling us into. But may we also find the Word of God to be transformative. May we also find it to be life-giving. And this week, let's engage in the practice of study of Scripture and meditation on the Word. And may it nourish our souls to be faithful to Him. I pray that you would hear from God this week in refreshing ways. And that you would hear from Him in a way that restores your soul and brings rest in this restless time in an unsettled time that the word of god would speak to you and you would find it to be refreshing truthful and soul nurturing let me pray for us father son and holy spirit i pray for my friends as i gather all over the place this morning Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that as we open your scriptures, as we quiet ourselves, as we read and ask good questions, and as we meditate this week and in the coming weeks, would you speak? And would your voice be louder than all the others? It's in your name we pray. Amen.